Hello everyone and welcome to So Mindful Podcast, where we dig into the tips, tricks and topics that will help you have great fun making clothes that make you feel fabulous. I'm your host, Jackie Blakemore of So Much More Fun, and without further ado, let's get into this week's exciting episode. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to episode three of the So Mindful podcast, where we are exploring building a better connection with your body. As you may know, I love to sew, but there were times when I seemed to procrastinate or avoid it. I began to pay attention to what was going on when I had dressmaking avoidance and realised that a big part of it seemed to be related to how I was feeling about my body. If I'd gained weight or hadn't been exercising and the lumps and bumps were starting to grow, then I found I was much less enthusiastic to spend time making outfits, even though they were garments I really wanted to finish. Part of dressmaking is that you need to try things on and look in the mirror and I realised if you aren't happy with how you look then it can taint how you feel about what you're making. So when I decided to start the So Mindful podcast this was on my list of topics that I really wanted to get answers to. So I looked for experts I could talk to about ways in which I could reframe my connection and perception of my body on the occasions when I'm not really feeling in love with it. And that's how I came across Jenny Cotlier. Jenny runs a programme called Limitless Hiker where she helps women prepare, plan and complete hiking adventures, pushing their minds and bodies to new levels of success. In this interview, Jenny talks about how getting out and doing something physically challenging can give you a new perspective about your body and help you put an end to all the nitpicking. So this episode is not really about dressmaking per se, but it does get into some of the mindset barriers that might get in the way of dressmaking and tips on how you can start to change those if you want to. It does also have lots of kicks up the butt from Jenny about choosing to change our focus from the what-ifs to taking small actions to reach big goals. She also shares her early experiences with hiking that turned out to be quite treacherous, but I love that she wasn't deterred. She learned from her mistakes, kept going, and now she's coaching others. So let's get into the interview so that you can hear it in her own words. Let's roll the tape. Uh, welcome everyone to uh, this episode of So Mindful. It's so great to have you here today. Today I'm joined by the fabulous Jenny Cotlier of Campsite Vibes. Jenny's an adventure blogger and an outdoor empowerment coach focusing on helping hikers become limitless, build their confidence and feel empowered to go on the adventures they've been dreaming of. So quite a different topic really today, uh, but I'll let uh, Jenny tell us about who she works with and how she helps them. And then we'll kick off with some questions to um, find out a bit more. So, so Jenny, what kind of people do you work with and how do you help them? Well, first of all, it's great to be on your podcast. And I work with people who want to get outside of their comfort zone. They have a dream of hiking and backpacking, living a more adventurous life, and just helping them overcome personal barriers so that they can get outside. And those personal barriers, I mean, they could be anything. They could be being afraid that, that maybe you're not too fit enough to go backpacking, or maybe being confused about gear or navigation or safety or how to get out there or just how to overcome a lot of the fears that we tell ourselves and that kind of accumulate in our heads and helping people kind of come past that so that they can step into being limitless hikers and then, you know, live adventurous lives. Brilliant. 
So my listeners might be thinking, what's hiking got to do with dressmaking? And that's probably a very good question. And one of the reasons that we got in touch originally was because I know definitely from my personal journey that how I feel about me and how I feel about my confidence and my kind of body image and those kind of things really affect whether I feel like dressmaking or I don't and and how the projects turn out and that kind of thing. And one of the reasons that I asked you if you'd be interested in speaking with us is because I think um, it's really important to have ways to help us address the times when we're feeling a bit low or address the times when we want to kind of feel better about ourselves or we might be afraid or we want to take on a new challenge. And that was one of the reasons for asking you to share with us um, a bit more about what you do and how you work with the ladies that you work with. So just kind of on that, what are the kind of challenges that your clients come to you with? What what problems are they looking to solve and, and why do they come to you in the first place? Well, most of the time it's just, it's because they want to live, they want to go hiking, they want to go backpacking, they see these places on Instagram um, and they just want to get out there and do it. But for the most, they don't have anyone to help them. Maybe they didn't grow up living a more adventurous lifestyle or hiking and camping or backpacking. Maybe they did when they were younger and just haven't done it in 20, 30 years. Maybe um, none of their friends understand, their family doesn't understand. And they just want to get out there and do these things. But it is, it's overwhelming. I mean, there's a, almost a barrier to entry because there's so much to learn. And from safety to figuring out what gear you need so that you are safe, you are comfortable, you are warm. And it's just it's overwhelming. I remember when I got started, I was incredibly overwhelmed. And it was a huge learning curve for me. And also, it just it really does help your kind of your mind body connection because when you're out there whether you're backpacking or hiking and you're pushing yourself well out of your comfort zone into new limits you just develop a better relationship with your body I had an eating disorder in my teenage years and a very bad relationship with my body you know I like most women do you know I you just look in the mirror you're never happy with yourself you're always nitpicking at things like that and hiking really helped me change that relationship because the little things that I sit here and nitpick about myself at home, out there, it doesn't matter. Your body got you to the top of a mountain. Your body got you on a 17-mile hike with a 45-pound bag. That's actually one of the backpacking trips I've done. And it just gives you such a new appreciation for yourself and what you're capable of outside of the things that you kind of pick at at home and sit there worried about and insecure about. And it just it kind of puts a lot of things into perspective out there. And it just, it just, it really helps develop that connection with yourself and appreciation for yourself and your body and the amazing things you're capable of. Um, And also one of the things I help people with is I hear a lot of times I'm not fit enough to go hiking. So they sit and they wait for this magical day that they're (laughs) going to be fit enough to go hiking. But how do you get there? You get there by taking small steps. You know, you don't just get fit overnight you start with where you're at, you know, you could do a two mile hike, then you do a two mile hike, and then you go to three, and then you go to five, and then you go to seven, and then 10, and then so forth. And you just keep pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. And that's how you get there. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I think, like you say, it's that we take for granted a lot of the things that we are capable of. Mm -hmm. And we've we're very good at being self-critical, but we're not so good at complimenting uh, ourselves, maybe, or recognizing when we've been successful. And that definitely speaks to that, you know, doing a challenge or going on a walk and recognizing, you know, how far you've come is is a real record of that. 
And so the people that before they start working with you, what kind of things, how is how is this lack of confidence or how is this limitation kind of affecting their daily lives? What sort of how is that expressing itself? Well, it's just more it comes down more to they want to live this adventurous life. They want to get out and hike. They want to see these places that you can't drive to and they don't get to. And it's just not living your life to the fullest. You know, it's not, it's not allowing yourself to step into fully experiencing life and what our planet has to offer. Cause there I've swam in some amazing backcountry lakes and things like that, that you don't get to see from just driving. So just allow, giving yourself permission to step into the person you want to become and the person that you see yourself going despite all of that fear. And do you think that changes their relationships with other people and, you know, kind of jobs or confidence in in other areas of their life? Of course, yeah, because then you develop this self-confidence that transcends uh, into everything, whether you then go and ask for a raise or whether you're a mom and you're feeling burnt out. So then you learn to take care of yourself so that you could give your back to your family because you can't pour from an empty cup. And many of us do that where we don't take care of ourselves. We put everyone else ahead of us and then we burn out and we have, like I said, you can't pour from an empty cup and we guilt ourselves into not doing the things that we want to do and not caring for ourselves and not doing things that make us happy and fulfill us and give us joy in life. And and at the end of the day, we live only one life. So it is our responsibility to live it to the absolute fullest. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like when you're on a plane and they put your mask on first, don't you, before mm-hmm. helping others, it's that same thing. It's difficult if you're burnt out to help anyone else. You need to do that from a place of strength and, and make sure, as you say, your energy is topped up as well. So tell me a little bit about how you start working with people. What do you, what does it look like? If I came to you today and said, you know, I'm interested and I haven't really done anything. I'm not really very fit or I'm not very confident. You know, where would I, where would I get started with you? Well, I have a variety of different blogs that are ranging from everything from gear to trail reports so you can figure out where to go to fitness. I have I also have a course called Limitless Hiker, where it's more of a step-by-step program where we cover things like planning, fitness, so that you can actually train for bigger hikes and gear, safety, navigation, leave no trace, all of the different elements that really encompass hiking and backpacking so that my students are able to step into being limitless hikers. And where would people start? What do you think is a good kind of starting point? Is there a, are there kind of a few things that they could do to prepare? You know, are there kind of steps that they could take to get ready or anything like that? Well, you have to start with where you're at. You know, like I said, if you can only do two miles, then find a trail near you to do two miles. You don't have to go and hike, you know, peak bag, which is like hiking the and summiting peaks so you don't have to go do that you don't have to go on a 70 something mile backpacking trip you know you can start with where you're at and essentially it's just getting boots on the ground so to speak you know just place up some shoes grab water and then you know check the weather make sure that it's safe that it's not in the middle of a heat wave maybe there's not a thunderstorm you know check the weather before you go and then just bring enough water and snacks with you and pick a local trail and go for it and just start you got to start with where you're at. Make it sound so easy. Make it sound easy. <laughs> it really, it really, you have to do it. You know, we get so wrapped up in our heads with every little thing. And 
waiting, like I said, for a magical ready moment that doesn't exist. You know, you have to start before you're ready mm -hmm. and you, you just have to start. And it's just about taking small action steps, you know? Yeah. So I think as, as a female kind of doing this on their, on their own, are there any, cause I think sometimes there's a, a fear of going to, you know, going to places that are more mm -hmm. open if you're on your own, have you got any tips around that? just honestly you just have to do it I mean I travel hike and backpack solo most of the time my boyfriend got me into hiking but he um, his work schedule doesn't allow him to travel and hike with me as much as um, I'm able to go so I most of the time go by myself which is totally fine and I think it's a very empowering experience because it teaches you to rely on yourself especially as a woman we've been socialized that you need to be fearful. You have to constantly watch behind your back that there's someone hiding in every bush ready to attack you, whether you're walking in the street right near your house or you're going on a trip solo or you're going hiking solo or whatever you're doing by yourself, we've been socialized to be afraid. And yes, there are bad people out there. Of course, you have to be safe. You have to trust your gut. If someone gives you the creeps, like don't camp there. You know, if keep walking, you know, if you're looking to stay somewhere and, you know, maybe the area is sketchy, for example, like if you're going on a road trip, maybe don't stay there, you know, maybe drive to the next town over. And just, you have to trust our gut. And many of us don't, our guts really do point us in the right direction. So, you know, be safe, be mindful, always tell someone where you're going. I carry a, um, satellite communication device it's a garment in reach so if i don't have cell reception i can communicate with people back home for safety i can activate sos i mainly use it for like backpacking but you know it's helpful if you don't have cell reception and say you get a flat tire and you need a tow truck for example i think we haven't had to use it but it's <laughs> helpful to have and just empower yourself because you can sit in fear and be afraid and i work with many women who constantly wait for either a husband or a partner or um, a friend or someone to go with them. And people have different schedules. People have different fears. Things happen. People cancel. You can't live your life based on someone else's schedule and based on someone else's fears. Mm. If you want to go do it, whether that's taking an international trip by yourself or whether that's backpacking by yourself or whatever that it looks like for you, just do it and just start taking the small steps to making it happen, whether that's you know, researching where you want to go, looking up, maybe planning your route, whether you're taking a road trip or like I said, international travel or something, just start taking the small steps, start educating yourself, learn to, what to do in case of emergencies. I also carry like a knife with me, a pepper spray. So just in case I have something on me to help defend myself as needed, you could always take like a martial arts class or a self-defense class. Also, if you need, if you want that extra level of protection and just extra level of comfort, you could always do that. But it comes down to also getting out of your head and getting into action. And I know like, even though I've done this so many times, I still get afraid sometimes if I sit here and overthink it, like, oh my God, I'm going by myself. Something's going to happen. What if, what if, what if, what if, you know, and it just mm -hmm. like spirals in your head of, you fall into that fear. And what helps me is just getting out of my head and doing something, whether it's like, okay, I'm sitting in my house and I'm getting in my own head about all the what ifs that could happen if I'm by myself going somewhere I haven't been before. 
or I can sit down and start planning. I could look at different trails, different destinations, different things that I want to photograph. I could start packing. I, you know, could start doing something that's moving me in the right direction instead of sitting in that fear. Yeah, taking an action to to change your focus, really. That's that's mm-hmm. what you're saying, isn't it, there, I think. And so in terms of when you got started, obviously you started with somebody else, but how how has your journey developed in with your hiking and how have you... Because you mentioned earlier about how that's helped you and your your mindset. You know, how how has that evolved for you? How long have you been hiking and how how has that kind of come about? Um, it's been, I want to say six years now. So 2014 was my first hike. So that was actually like got started and kind of by accident. I was going into junior year in college and I was moving out of home, moving into dorms. And my boyfriend and I, I suggested that we go do something fun for the summer. It was August. I was moving out in a couple of weeks. And I, we originally were supposed to go, because I'm in Los Angeles, so I was originally suggested Catalina Island, and then it turned from Catalina to Big Sur, which is up the coast here in California. And then it just kind of kept shifting. And the night before, because we were also, we were 19, so out here we weren't even old enough to even get hotel rooms to go somewhere. So camping was really the only option. So the night before he calls me, he says, scrap all other plans, we're going to Mount Whitney. And that is the highest point in the continental U.S. at 14,500 feet. So that's a pretty good mountain. It's 22 miles round trip. I had no business being on this mountain. He had no business being on this mountain. I was physically fit. I mean, I was really kind of into fitness at the time, um, and which is still am. But at the end of high school and through early college, I really kind of dove into going to the gym and uh, getting myself into shape and being fit. And it was a huge priority for me. So I was fit, but I was not mountain fit. And I learned quickly that there's a huge difference. So I, we, I, my backpack was far too heavy. We used backpacks that he found on the side of the road. My mom made us take this giant sleeping bag that's like 10 pounds. My sleeping bag now is about two pounds for reference. Um, that whole sleeping bag just fit into like one backpack. We didn't bring jackets. We our tent was far too heavy. I we were tending tennis shoes instead of hiking boots. Like it was just like a whole mess. So we started hiking. Of course, we don't make it. I get altitude sickness, um, mixed in with exhaustion, and we barely made it. It starts hailing on us. Like I said, we have no jackets. That night we camped on the mountain. He had a fever all night. I was nauseous all night. It was, I could tell you, it was like a disaster. Honestly, it was kind of a wonder that we made it out alive out of that. Um, I still wanted to go back and do it again. That's more. That's, yeah. <laughs> anyone else would give up at that point, wouldn't they? You'd be thinking, I'm not doing hiking. It's not for me. <laughs> but it's type too fun, you know, because you're, it can be miserable, sure, but. Like I said, it really kind of grounds you and you get to see some remarkable places because I crawled out of my tent at night and it was, I don't remember if it was a full moon or close to a full moon, but the peaks around me were glowing in the moonlight and these are like big granite jagged peaks. And I was just like, Hulk, in that moment with all that misery, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> so then, you know, we made it down barely <laughs> and following two years of college, I didn't really have time. I kind of fell off fitness a little bit during that time. I was taking too, too many classes. Working on top of that, it was just too hard to keep up. But we did a lot of road trips around California during that time. So kind of still, you know, held the wanderlust. But I was 
then I graduated, got my first job and I was laid off for my first job out of college. And I was devastated. I, I had put so much of my self-worth on this job. I was like, this is my dream job. This is yeah. everything I wanted to be. I was like, I was, I was working insane hours and I couldn't sleep. I had no personal life outside of this job. I mean, looking back now, it was a completely miserable experience. So it was a blessing <laughs> that they laid me off. But in that time, I was just, you know, you're fresh out of college. You have this job that you, you know, think is so amazing. You know, you're just devastated when that ends. And so I was kind of moping around for a couple of weeks, still looking for a job. I was kind of moping around. And my boyfriend's like, stop moping around. You wanted to hike. You finally have time to do it. You finally have time to train to be able to go back and do Mount Whitney. And I was like, it's like a light bulb went off in my head after that. It's like, that's true. So I like started exercising again. Every weekend I started hiking and challenging myself and just kind of pushing myself out there. I started going with our dog. I started going solo. I started, joined a lot of hiking groups, started making hiking friends, kind of really dove in head first into this world. And in those first few years, it was just such a huge learning curve. It took me two attempts before I finally made it, or the third attempt, I finally made it into to the top of Mount Whitney. We got altitude sickness again the second time. <laughs> Lesson learned. But um, so it was just, so in that learning curve, I realized I just learned so much about myself, about what I was doing, where my passions lie. And that's how I started Campsite Vibes because I saw a need for it because I couldn't find, I kind of was scrambling all over the internet. I'd call ranger stations, uh, national parks, asking them questions. It was just kind of an kind of like a lot of scrambling to find information mm. and learning from my own mistakes and talking to more experienced people I'd meet on the trail that I kind of pieced together this information. So I was like, hey, let me put together a resource to help other people because I know how empowering it could be yeah, yeah. to get outdoors. And what, what would you say are the kind of top three transformations for you from when you first started to where you are now with your hiking? What do you think, what do you think it's given you in your life? Well, one adventure, you know, like I said, I, I've seen places that I didn't even know existed, you know, like climbing Everest, for example, is a possibility in the future. You know, it really like steps up your game in terms of adventure and what you're capable of and understanding your body and really having that better connection with your body so that you can, you know, go and do the things that you want to do. Um, and life is really too short to sit around waiting for this and to wanting to do this instead of just going to go do it. And it kind of, it gave me a really good understanding of that. It helped me develop a better connection with my body as opposed to nitpicking every little thing. Now it's like, whoa, my body got me to the top of a mountain. I was able to hike 17 miles with a 45 pound bag. If yeah, you've never done it, yeah. that's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so things like that where it's just, and then it just empowers you in so many different areas of your life because it's like, whoa, if I did this one thing, what can't I do? Mm. And then you just keep pushing and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And then just, it snowballs from there. And in some ways it's quite accessible, isn't it? Because you can just, as you said, you, you don't have to make it into a go straight out and hike the biggest mountain. You can just go out locally on short hikes and, and it's not a huge amount of, I guess, once you've got some basic equipment like good boots and uh, waterproof clothes and so on, then it's, it's quite easy to get started. 
I mean, if you want to do like things like backpacking, then yes, it's going to be more of an investment because gear and you you do for backpacking, you do need to carry everything you need for safety and for you to live with on your back. So backpacking is a little bit more investment. And then getting into like harder trails and things like that is going to be a little bit more investment. But just to start, you could just start in your head, like running shoes or in Converse or something like that. And just just pick a local trail. Now you don't want to be hiking really hard mountains like what I did. I very highly don't suggest doing what I did, uh, especially not in tennis shoes. You know, I suggest starting with local trails, doing something like this, like a two mile easy platter one, just to get out there, just to feel more comfortable doing it. Yeah. And then from there, as you you know feel more comfortable doing those things, growing from there. Because when I kind of rethrew myself into hiking after college so to train for Mount Whitney, that's kind of how I started. I started with local trails. I picked something within the three to five mile range because that's where my comfort level lied at the time. And I would just get out and do it. I mean, I got hiking boots, but I'd just get out and do it. And then slowly as I would get working my way up to some of the harder hikes and harder mountains here in California, um, on my journey to get to Whitney, I started then I invested in a good backpack. I started kind of learning more of the things as I went along. Granted, I do suggest, you know, taking the time to really understand safety, understand like weather conditions. For example, if it's a heat wave, you really either shouldn't be hiking or carry enough water. Like that's a big thing that I see people make mistake is they don't carry enough water. They don't carry enough food. They go off trail and they get lost or injured. So, I mean, with hiking, there is a safety factor and that usually stops people from hiking because it could get dangerous very quickly. Hmm. Um, So you do need to take safety into account as well. But like, like I said, with a local trail, just pick something local, check the weather beforehand, carry enough water with you. If you have a pet with you, carry enough water for your pet. Make sure all of your friends have enough water too. Because dying from heat stroke, at least especially where I'm at, this has been a common issue, especially right now we're in summer and it's well above 90s and sometimes in the hundreds out here, uh, Fahrenheit. So I just being <laughs> cautious about that and making sure that, you know, like I said, enough food, enough water with you so that you stay safe out there and making kind of smart decisions about stuff like that. But aside from that, you don't really need much just to get started. You just go for it. Excellent. Um, Yeah. And just start and just start hiking, start getting out there. And you have, so you're working with um, quite a few clients now, aren't you, on your programs? Do you have any kind of feedback or stories from them about what they've done and how they've progressed and where they've got to with it? We just kind of started the program. So they're still kind of working through the program and still going through it. So don't have too many case studies at the moment. I took everything that I've learned in the last six years and all of my mistakes from altitude sickness to not wearing the right shoes to being cold at night because I didn't have the right sleeping bag and kind of rolled it up into one easy to digest program. Uh, we're still working you know, through the program. So we're slowly getting there. They're preparing for things like through hikes. So I have one that's preparing for the High Sierra Trail, which is a 72 mile through hike. Oh. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's pretty exciting. I have a couple that are preparing to hike 14ers, which are mountains that are about 14,000 feet in Colorado. So we've got a couple, you know, badass, limitless hikers yeah, yeah. Through, working through it. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you're going to set a goal, then they're their goals to set, aren't they? How long would it take to hike 72 miles? It took me six and a half days. Okay, that's that's pretty good. That's averaging 10 miles a day. Miles a day. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, typically what most people do, some people take a little slower and they do it in nine days. Some people do faster in like four or five days. It just kind of depends what your speed is and what mileage you're comfortable at. My typical mileage is around 10 miles with a backpacking pack. So that's kind of how I pace myself. Yeah. Um, but everyone's different. You know, I know people who've done it in four or five days. So it just kind of <laughs> depends. There's no, there's no right or wrong with this. It's just whatever you're comfortable with. If you need to take it slow, take it slow. If you want to go yeah. faster, go faster. Yeah, I've only got little legs. I think it would be a lot longer for me. (laughs) Fab. So, I mean, it's clear your enthusiasm for it's clear and it's clearly made a difference in your life. And I think that's that's key. And and I think we are with a lot of the jobs that people have these days, we are kind of confined indoors a lot more. Um, perhaps aren't we and we don't necessarily venture outside very often or go out and, and have an adventure and to know that it's so accessible and that you're providing information to shortcut that learning curve and get people out there in a safe way is is great so if people want to find out more Jenny how do they um, connect with you what what's the best route to get hold of you and find out more details well you could check out my blog it's campsitevibes.com or you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Facebook, it's also Campsite Vibes. And on Instagram, it's Jen.outdoors. Great, great. And I had a look at that and you've just got so many fabulous pictures there. And Thank you. it's beautiful, beautiful photography. Goal is to inspire and empower people to get outdoors. So. That's it. That's it. I'm not quite sure my local environment is quite the same as Los Angeles, but um, I'm more than willing to go and have a look. <laughs> Most of those are at least five hours away from Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> not close to here. I drive far to get to the mountains. Well, when we can travel again, maybe maybe I'll head out that way and uh, and give it a go. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much for your time today. It's been great to hear about everything you've been doing and clearly the impact that it's having. I wish you the best of luck with your with your group and your course and perhaps we can get you back on after you've had a few people go through it and we can chat about things that they've found and what they've learned and and how it's gone. Sounds good. Thank you. Perfect. So a bit of a different topic in this episode and thanks to Jenny for sharing all those tips and a clear enthusiasm for what she's doing. To support the key points that Jenny made about the ways in which you can tackle those phases of procrastination, I've put together a quick checklist and some small suggested actions that you can take to get moving. You can get the link from the show notes together with the contact information for Jenny and details of how to get emailed when we release new podcast episodes. Remember to subscribe if you haven't done so already and to share this with other sewists in your life. And if you've got some of your own ahas from the episode, then I'd love to know. So you can DM me on Instagram at so much more fun or email me hello at so much more fun.co.uk. In the next episode, I'm talking to the wonderful Maria Bello of Maria Bello Styling about how to detox your wardrobe and start clearing space for your new magnificent makes. Until then, have fun and get sewing.